Hello everyone and welcome back and welcome to Minute 132 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob and joining me once again today is Jeanette Ward of The Mundane Adventures of a Fangirl. Welcome back, Jeanette. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we had a lot of fun yesterday, so I figured I'd give you another shot. You know. Oh, good. Thank you. You'll, you'll <laughs> keep me around as long as I continue to perform admirably. Exactly. As long as uh, you, you add to the, to, the, to the discussion and the conversation <laughs> and the dialogue, then that, that's fine. You know, once, okay, once, once you're not, you know, you're just you're out of here. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Wasn't that our deal? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, it, I, it is a fair deal. I don't want to welch on the deal, you know. <laughs> All right, minute 132 begins with Hilt continuing to hide in the bushes and goes all the way till we see Danny and Willie shove off. So, as we were discussing yesterday, in the middle of Hilt's scheme of taking a wire, whether it's a piano wire or whether it's a wire from a fence uh, holding in quadrupeds, we're not sure, we'll never know. He pulls that across the road and is waiting for something. So, I mean, one of the things that, that I found very interesting when I was looking at the original script, okay, they they actually have... Uh, this scene take place right after a scene that happens later in the in in this minute with uh, Willie and Danny. They 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 basically show that that Willie and Danny are walking under a bridge and a whole bunch of uh, there's a motorcade of of uh, military vehicles that go over them and it, uh, including a few motorcycles. Oh, and an then, establishing shot of motorcycles on a road. Exactly. Now uh, they don't do this here. I mean, we we mentioned nope. we left everyone in the lurch yesterday when we when we mentioned the fact that we're we're wondering what Hiltz knows that we don't know. What is Hiltz's plan? Exactly. His plan that we see enacted is, uh, I'm going to assume, I'm going to undo this fence and take the wire and go across the street with it in the hopes of snaring something. And snaring, I have to assume he's thinking vehicle because he goes across the road with it. Ideally, it, it feels like motorcycle is what he's looking for. But what if he hits car first? Exactly. Would, would a car just go through that wire, I feel like? I would. I would think it would. And also... Let's talk about his plan a little bit deeper here, because he puts the wire across the road at a certain height. If he had put it higher, as we all know, listen, anyone who lives here in Wisconsin knows, people in northern Wisconsin, I feel like inevitably every year you get somebody who is riding a snowmobile in the winter and gets decapitated by a wire that's across the field they didn't see. So thank goodness Hiltz puts this low enough where it stops the motorcycle and doesn't decapitate the rider. Although... Both would accomplish what I assume is his goal of getting him a motorcycle. Exactly. Now, do, here I'll, I'll once again ask you whether whether you what movie has something similar happen where someone puts a wire across a road and they actually do decapitate someone. That there's, was their goal. So so many wire based vehicle decapitations in movies. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I which, only can think of one that that that, that reminds me specifically of this of? one. Which one are you thinking of? It's a World War II movie with uh, Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh, oh, um, <laughs> it, it's the Indiana Jones three, right? No, <laughs> no. Doesn't he pull a same like uh, across the road? No, you know what? He steals that motorcycle out of a barn. All right. Yeah. No, it's a uh, Force Ten from Neveron. You know I wasn't going to get that. Well, you never know. Maybe you will. <laughs> it's possible. 
you know, it's the sequel to The Guns of Neverone, so maybe, you never know. Okay, okay, okay. Well, which one were you thinking? What movie were you thinking of? Because that's the only one that popped into my I, mind. I keep thinking, thinking of this. terrible horror movies. I remember it happening in an episode of CSI Miami as well. Um, <laughs> terrible sci-fi afternoon movies. And anything it, that it, happens in Upper Wisconsin in the winter. Well, listen, it's... <laughs> It's sometimes people mix drinking and then snowmobile riding. And, you know, at that point, you can't see wires, even if they are across your path. Right. So, yes, I my what here. Let me sum this up. What I'm saying is I'm, I'm grateful that he strings this wire low across the road. But then I'm back to the was that his plan all along? Of, I'm just going to string this low across the road and catch a motorcycle because I know there's a motorcycle coming. Are and perhaps you can answer this. Are motorcycles so highly used at this time in this specific area that he feels his chances are very, very high of the first thing coming by being a motorcycle? I have no idea if he feels <laughs> that, that. I mean, we know that he wants a motorcycle. There's we no question about that. There's, 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 a, a, there's a scene that was cut out of the movie that's in the original script where he's chatting up a German motorcycle rider across the fence when he's in the camp. Like he's mm-hmm. in the camp and there's there's a motorcycle rider standing outside and they have this this long conversation about uh, a motorcycle similar to the conversation that Henley has with Werner where he's trying to one up him the whole time, you know, ah. you know like uh, so they, they kept saying, oh we... my 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 motorcycle is better than yours even though I don't have yes. one, you know that type of thing. So they continue to establish that he is a skilled motorcyclist. Yes. So I, I, I wanted to just read a, a, a little portion out of the original script that that discusses. This, this whole scene, you know, as I mentioned before, that one of the things that they establish in, in the script that they don't do in the movie is show the close proximity of all of these prisoners mm-hmm. with everything they're doing. So they, they, they have an established they have their highway and rail, railroad bridge. Okay, you see the train go by where the prisoners, you know, the POWs that we discussed uh, last week are on the train. Okay, it says the train passes by, rattles across the bridge that passes over a small river. On the road mm-hmm. paralleling the tracks, Danny and Willie trudge along. The sound of approaching motors emerges from the diminishing sound of the train. Danny and Willie run off the road. So here we, we get a point where, you know, Danny and Willie, you see the connection from them to the, to the train. And then they start hearing uh, cars coming. So they, they go under the bridge. Danny and Willie come down the embankment, hide under the arch of the bridge as a dozen military motorcycles zoom by overhead. The last of these have sidecars carrying armed men. Danny glances off, reacts, runs off. Willie follows. And then we get the next shot where we see the road is narrow and winds through a a thick forest. Hiltz comes up out of the deep ravine. Standing at the edge of the road, he studies its relation to the ravine, makes some mental calculations, then takes the piano wire from his pocket, now tied in one long single length, and crosses the road, ties one end of it to a tree. He lays the wire slack across the road on a bias to the edge of the ravine. Picking up a heavy branch, he ties the end of the wire to the top end of the branch, the sound of approaching motors. Hiltz grabs the branch, runs back to the cover of the trees beyond the ravine, places the branch as a lever, and braces himself. Mm. Then they say the, um, the convoy of motorcycles that passed... Danny and Willie comes roaring around the corner in a single file, stretching out now by the winding road. One by one, the motorcycles zoom across the slack wire on the road. Between the last and the next to last, Hiltz hauls the wire taut. The Mm -hmm. motorcycle with sidecar 
careens along the slanting wire and is deflected into the ravine. It disappears from sight. A thump is heard, then silence, except for the sound of the departing motorcycles. So, in the original script... So, they, in yeah, in that script, he is then actively waiting. fishing for a motorcycle and selects it and raises the wire to specifically catch that particular vehicle. In this movie... He just puts the wire across and hopes that the first thing that comes across is a solitary motorcycle rider. Exactly. Which it is. <laughs> yeah. Luckily. Which, you know, it's just have one motorcycle coming by. Fascinating. Because yes. it would, honestly, he gets very lucky in the situation we, we watch. In the script that you just read, that's far more like he takes advantage of the situation that is at hand. Which, which makes more sense. Yeah, than, than yeah. What they do here. speaking, absolutely. You know, yeah. this, this obviously you know, cuts down on, on a little bit of time, which I'm yep, assuming sure. is one of the things that they're trying to do here also. Yeah. I also do like the idea of it. what's interesting is that nowadays if you were shooting it, you could use a drone and use a single shot, establishing shot of like train down Willie and Danny, swoop around, see the motorcycles, and then take that drone and then roll it around. You could see hilts in that. You could do that all in a single thing and establish right. how close together all of these characters are location-wise. Yes. That would be fascinating. In 1962, they couldn't. Couldn't do that, no. <laughs> no. They did so, the best they could. Yes. No, they, and they did a great job of it. I don't think anyone could do it better now. Yeah, you're right. There's, there's no question about that. Now, also, one of the things I'm, I'm not going to continue reading the script at this point, but, but in the script, it's a, it's a motorcycle with a sidecar that he, yeah. he uh, that, that, then he's got two guys to deal with. That's right. He has two guys to deal with. So here we, we have the, the motorcyclist come down the road again, completely deserted road. No one else is driving on the road except for this lone German soldier who is in for a very big surprise. And he basically, as as his motorcycle is is going along, we we don't see him hit the wire. We just see that the motorcycle we don't, we don't see just go out of control. He skids. He skids out exactly. almost as if he tried to turn too suddenly. Which I'm that's probably what the stunt guy did. Like, oh, turn, slide, crash. Uh, here's what I love: the cut to him rolling down into the ravine and the the stunt guy selling the crash like jumping and like flailing into the underbrush yes. love it fantastic completely sells it hard yes they they, they do that really well and you know and you seem like he his body like jerks and flails at the end which is yes. which is great all the way down into the ditch and then just this at the end <laughs> exactly now when 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 the biker loses control if you if you look at uh, hilt's face he he has like a very strange look on his face. Like like you're not sure if he's trying to say I meant to do that. You know, like uh, wait, where's that, where's that from? There's there's a famous character that would always say I meant to do that when everything would go would not go his way. Like he expected to do something. <laughs> was that was that like was that get smart? Oh, probably. That seems very. I in think line it's get, yeah. I think it is get smart. You say I meant to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm not sure. I think it. Yeah. Might be, I. Uh... It's also kind of interesting because we see him, <laughs> the end of him flailing into the underbrush from where the bike skids out. Like, he must have tumbled and rolled all the way down that ditch. Yeah, completely. Yeah, so I, I, I it's just very strange the way that, that, you know, that the whole thing, this, this whole scene works out. It just doesn't look as realistic as you would expect it to be. But, but you know, at uh, Hiltz ducks down and, you know, looks either embarrassed or whatever when, when it actually happens. They're like, he doesn't want to be seen. Do you notice that he ducks down? Yes, he kind of hides it. With the, I, I love it. It's also kind of the, 
I, I would love for him to be like, oh, well, this isn't what I intended at all. I didn't want a motorcycle. <laughs> but no, that's exactly what he's planning on. And, and luckily, it, well, we can talk about that tomorrow. But my goodness, it's a good thing that guy's his size. Well, we'll, we'll discuss that also because the, the script is a little different because there's two two soldiers that, that, that are there in the original script. But yeah. No, so – and. You know, you think that 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 possibly he would he would you know ruin the motorcycle by doing something like this? Isn't isn't that also a possibility? Absolutely, it would seem to me. But no, it, because the guy kind of gently skids out and then flips himself into the ditch, the motorcycle's fine. Yeah. The wire didn't damage it. It's not caught in the spokes or wrapped up in the wheels or exactly. anything. And I love the the little splash of water as he hits the, you know, as he, he goes into the in, into the ravine. You know, the motorcycle hits the, the edge of the the grass grassy area there, grassy knoll, I guess you can call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she like this slight little splash of water. Where where did that water come from? Doesn't matter. We're exactly. not supposed to think about it. It's, it's there was a little puddle there that he ends up in, which a is a little fine. stream. You know. Yes. I, islands of the stream, right? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that is what we are. Exactly. And then we get to see Danny and Willie, who in the script we've already seen, but in the you know, this this is the first time we actually see the two of them, and they're just leisurely walking through the strolling, strolling through, through the, the countryside. Forest, countryside. And again, as, as per their score, their score is very like oh, pleasant hike. Yeah. And again, the the shot of the river is gorgeous. The bridge, it's a, such a gorgeous little European village. They're in, they're in they such a pastoral area. Background. Yes, and the river is lovely and still perfect reflection of the town in the distance, perfectly reflected in the water below and then with the bridge. And, and they happen across a boat and they're like, hey, a boat. And without <laughs> saying anything, they look at each other and they're like, yeah, yeah. They nod, nod. They yeah, they nod to one boat. another and say, yeah, let's, let's take the boat. Let's get in the boat. Never, never thought of doing something else. Let's go with the boat. <laughs> go with the boat. Here it's appeared for us. Clearly we're meant to get in the boat. Yeah. It, the score is certainly uh, telling us what to do. The score is great because it, it gives you – it's like – it felt to me like a, a fantasy type of uh, sounding music. It almost does, yes. You know, like like something you hear in, in uh, Lord of the Rings or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. here you got Frodo and Sam walking and they, they find a boat. There you go. They find a boat. <laughs> they look at each other. They nod. They move to get in the boat. Exactly. And then we, we get a nice establishing shot of of this this whole little area. Now it makes you wonder if they if they you know how much do they really know about where they are? You know, are they are they actually getting into a body of water that's going to get them somewhere, or is it just uh, you know? <laughs> listen, is it going in the right direction, the wrong direction? Movies, that if you follow a river long enough, it's going to get you someplace to some sort of city somewhere. Yeah, but, you know, you, you want to make sure that it's something that you uh, want to get to. <laughs> I, they don't seem to. I have to imagine. I don't remember a scene in the movie where someone pulls out a map and says, OK, here's where you could end up. Here's what you need to know about this area. But with all the research they were doing, I have to feel like someone had a map in there and they were like, OK, well, we can estimate that we're in this general area and this river is this location. Right, so no. I, I, have, I have to assume they have some idea. They do. They do. They, first of all, they they all have compasses. In in real life, they also had real maps. Uh, in the movie, they go. never discuss it. There, no one in the crew is called referred to as the cartographer. Everybody else has a nickname. No one's the cartographer, right. which I seems mean, to me like in an escape that should be the first guy you have. Correct. I mean, one of the things that that, that we discussed a few weeks ago, the fact that the the OSS would would send maps via the Red Cross with mm. games of Monopoly. 
Oh, wow. Monopoly games had hidden maps inside of them. You know, they'd have the, you know, free parking was marked with like a little red dot. You knew that you had a map of a particular area, you know, things like huh. that. It's really fascinating. Amazing. Amazing. The, the way that this, this whole thing, you know, it's just mm-hmm. unbelievable what, what they had. What can I tell you? They, in the movie, they decided not to show us these things. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. They, we will assume that. They exactly. were familiar with the area. Correct. And then, you know... We... Honestly, the lack of surprise they show at seeing the boat, I almost felt like... For a minute, I was like, oh, perhaps they knew that boat was there, and they're like, yes, here's the boat that we planned on getting into. They ordered Cause it. Because it, it has that kind of vibe of like, oh, yes, here's the boat, as expected. Let us now get into it. We ordered We ordered a boat, you know. Pre-ordered. <laughs> It's That's right. we Uber. It's our boat Uber. It's here now. We are, and honestly, it's more of a boat rental, like Enterprise rent a boat because they it's there for them to pick up. <laughs> um, that that is an interesting point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we we continue a little longer, and we get to see a truck driving down a a road where we get to see more of of your uh, uh, quadrupeds. That we don't know what they Unidentified are. Quadrupeds. Unidentified quadrupeds. So far quadrupeds. in the distance, you can't tell. In the, in the background, t- uh, trying to give us something. You know, we so a, a truck comes by, and uh, then we get to see Cavendish standing on the side of the road. Yeah, just, you know, standing on the side of the road with a parcel. No big deal. I just escaped from prison. It's cool. I'm hitchhiking. Basically. Yeah, and, and he also has this very strange... He, he's like carrying a parcel with him. What's in that? No idea. Do we know what the side of the truck says? Yes, we do. Okay. If, <laughs> meaning, do we know the German or do we know the translation? Have you translated the German on the side of the truck? What yes, does that truck say? Okay. Well, what, 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 what's written there is Maskridin Friedrichen, something Fabrican? like that. Nuremberg HOF. I checked to see what that is, and basically the, the, the answer that I got was is it's a machine works yard. Located oh. in Nuremberg. Now, okay. I don't know so where... So this is a business truck. It's a business truck. It's, it's, it's a delivery truck uh, delivering parts. Parts and supplies. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And the driver has no problem, uh, you know, being like, yeah, of course I'm going to stop and pick up this guy. I know I'm in an area where there's a massive war prison, but that's cool. I'm just going to stop and pick up the guy. No, but they're, they are going through their regular, their daily routines. They're, they're not, mm-hmm. not everyone is alerted to the fact that that we now know that there's been a prison escape nearby. Well, also, and wasn't the prison fairly recently built? Is it possible that the locals in the area did not yet know there was a new prison in that location? Uh, it's possible. I mean, again, we're, we're talking three, four months. So, you know, they, they might know, they might not know. I mean, the, the, the garbage men look like locals. You know, weeks back we discussed, uh, you know, that there were these, these two guys standing around collecting the garbage. So they, they must have been locals. Yeah. But I, I would assume that, that uh, you know, it would be good for the local economy. Someone's, someone's got to be here, making food for them. So um, here in, in near prisons, you always see signs that do not pick up hitchhikers. Yes. <laughs> there are right. signs near prisons that say that. Yes. So I feel like uh, the prison is so new, a sign like that has not yet been posted. Or perhaps it has, and this truck driver's like, yeah, that's all right. I'm going to pick them up anyway. Yeah. Now, in the original script, there's there's a character who I've never I haven't been able to identify who he's supposed to be because he's an extraneous character who has a lot to do. His name is Maryvale. Hmm. He's actually the character in the original script who is pick, who who hitches the ride, at, like Cavendish. I mean, he's he's also they, they gave him some really fun stuff. He at one point hmm. he's 
you know, hiding on top of a train, you know, speeding train. He has to duck down because it goes into a tunnel. Oh, wow. You know, they, they had some nice action shots with this Mary Bell. A few Bell. more action sequences. Yeah. Huh. We, we don't really know who Mary Bell is because there's <laughs> nobody who he fits into. So uh, basically what, what we have here is a, a supply truck that from a machine works yard in Nornberg. And, you know, then, then we, we get to see uh, Cavendish walk over to him and asks for a ride. Mm-hmm. And the the response of the driver is actually again this is all in German translated from German says but of course get in which uh, there's Perfectly there's nothing friendly. to be afraid of around here there's <laughs> as you said I didn't see any signs saying beware of nope please don't pick up paychuggers exactly nope it's fine he's he thanks him and gets gets in to gets the in. to the truck the guy I mean, even he opens the door a, for he's him wearing a, he does wearing a nice a job hat of, and, a, and an overcoat carrying this parcel he looks very businessy. Yeah, but why is he walking around? That 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 would be the big question that I would ask. It's like, it's what, what are you doing question. here? Rule number one, do not pick up hitchhikers. Exactly. Well. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the he starts uh, talking to him. I love how he, like, tips his, hat, tips his hat as he gets in. You know, Kevin just, like, tips the brim of his of his cap. Exactly. No one can see that you did that, but I could. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> did some yeah. great uh, yes. ca- cap-tipping miming there exactly she, she did a, nice, a very nice job of that thank you thank you you know he, he's very happy with himself he's, he's very pleased with himself that he was able to get this ride yep like, well i got he, a truck i'm home free yeah i don't i don't need to to walk anymore <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure the rest of my escape will be great exactly and then you know i'm i'm, I'm home free at this point <laughs> i'm going to nornberg wherever that is <laughs> Then we, we the last few seconds of the minute we get we get another shot of uh, Danny and Willie as they're you know, Willie's sitting in the boat already and Danny gets into the boat and pushes him off. He, I, I like the way that he kicks yeah. kicks off. You know, it's, it's done in a very efficient way. Danny sits down to row and Willie sits down to steer. And again, we hear no talking between them. So <laughs> as they walk out of the woods and and nod to each other like, "There's our boat." get into the boat, there's no discussion of, well, you paddle. No, I don't want well, to paddle, no, we, you paddle. We no, it's just that, inevitable. That, that, okay, those we, few seconds. They didn't show us, you know. We, you figure they had a whole rock, paper, scissors to find out who was paddling and who's, who was steering? Maybe. It's very possible. Because <laughs> it is just a rowboat. It's not like a canoe where each of them gets one paddle. Right. This is a rowboat where one person is rowing and the other person is handling the, yes. the rudder. So. Yes. But tomorrow we'll discuss that. Because okay. we we just see them get into the boat at the end of this. Minute. Oh, so we don't know yet who's in. We don't know what they're going to be. No, we know where they're. We we know based on where they're Spoiler sitting. Spoiler alert: We can we can, <laughs> we can notice because of where they sit. And come on, if you have if you have a choice between John Layton and Charles Bronson, who are you going to have role? Who's going to who's going to get you there okay. faster? All right, you are right. You're right. There I can't you argue with that. All right, <laughs> Bronson every time. Exactly. So, you have anything else you want to say about this minute, Jeanette? No, I feel like we covered it. All right, excellent. So why don't you once again tell people how they can get in touch with you? Uh, you can check out my movie reviews over at my blog, which is jwardadventures.blogspot.com. Check them out over there, and uh, you can check out my belly dance troupe at tamarindtribalbellydance.com. All right, excellent. You can go visit our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. Our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. Our Facebook group is The Cooler, and our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. So, Jeanette, do you feel you did well enough today? You come back again tomorrow? 
Boy, I hope so. I uh, I have a lot to say about who's rowing and who isn't. Okay, great. So <laughs> everyone tune in tomorrow to hear Jeanette's thoughts on who is rowing. <laughs> so until then, tally-ho! Tally-ho! Tally-ho!